A stu stu Studio D production. Cook oh. the nasty drink, Kelly. Do it. I don't want to. And I'm, I'm a grown-ass <laughs> grown person. You're not going to give in to peer pressure? I, I felt like I was going to get something for it, but I don't know that I want to do You're that. You're going to get street cred. <laughs> street oh, cred. in that case. <laughs> Wait, what if I double dare you? Oh, double dog dare you. Oh, triple that mean dog I get dare you. Triple dog street cred. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, What's single street dog? cred. <laughs> no, still single street still cred. Still single street there cred. There is no such thing as triple dog. <laughs> can you just see? <laughs> triple dog could you just see? You have just lost street cred by saying <laughs> well, that. Could you see Kelly going down to the streets, and I put that in quotes, streets, <laughs> and being like, what up, guys? I got triple dog street cred. <laughs> If I tell you I have it, there's three three little Yorkies behind You want to know how I got it? I drank a tequila seltzer. <laughs> it was disgusting. But, but I drank it real fast. <laughs> and I didn't puke or anything. Uh, well, that's yet to be determined. Okay. <gasps> you know, I had a weird idea for the song that we should tell your mom. She'll hear it when she listens. Like, <laughs> So, you know, the intro song at the end, it goes, the podcast. You okay. should record going saying the takeover, and your mom should put that at the end of the song instead of the podcast. I'm just saying. Do it I right like now that. so that she already has it. Ready? The takeover. I there you it. are, mother. <laughs> Beautiful. Wait, were those pitches right though? Hold on. The podcast. Takeover or something, isn't that what it is like? <laughs> I don't know. I'll just sing that. The F up family story time. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that Hannah tried to match the notes on the no, first I did one. Not. So does it matter? No, that's what I'm saying. You didn't try to match the pitches when you said the takeover. So no, you I'm saying with the podcast, <laughs> yeah. you didn't try to match. No, you're the not pitch. matching pitches to the song. You're just you're now matching the pitches to the way you always say the podcast, like the right. Never mind. I, I get what you're saying Never. now, Kelly. Mind. But I don't know what it is. But that's why it I was is. trying that's to help trying you to figure it out. Kelly, but like, I don't know how in relation to how the song ends, how it sounds. Well, that's what I was trying to do because yeah. I remember. Oh, okay. So I would do say. Do it. I'll mimic don't, you. Don't you remember? Yeah, I, remember. I would say Kelly has the hit the right right I want to tell you a story. Welcome to F'd Up Family Storytime, the podcast. I am your current host, Hannah. And I'm Belle! <laughs> and we're here to shake things up a little bit. It's a takeover! Salem's out of town. Funny. I don't know what's happening. We're taking over! <laughs> Salem's out of town. We broke our way into the studio. And <laughs> for we've... legal reasons, that is a joke. <laughs> We made our way into the studio. We broke in with permission from mom. <laughs> yeah, because your mom is going to like sue us. Like, we you came into my house. Okay. I don't know. Okay, let's go back. 
so we all know the garage code. So like it's freely <laughs> given. So she doesn't have to know we're here. She's like basically given us permission to come to her house whenever we want. She also asked me to help out with the cats and the fish. She, and oh she also liter- <laughs> literally gave us permission to be here right she now. Did. But I'm yes. just, you're ruining the fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Punk takeover <laughs> vibe, guys. Let's start start all over well, no, and I'll play along. <laughs> no, because now it's going to sound fake and rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> so as you heard with us, we have Belle in the studio today, and we also have Jess. Oh, I was trying to think of something <laughs> clever to say, and I didn't, so that's hi. it. <laughs> that was it. And we also have Kelly. I just don't try to think of anything <laughs> clever, and that saves me a lot of trouble. So as you can hear, Salem, a.k.a. my mommy, is not here in the studio today. So Hannah and I broke in and we're recording an episode without her. For sure broken. Rated, for sure broken. Rated <laughs> the studio. And not like I lived here for like eight years or anything. Yeah. And, and I also, know the garage code. And also, it's not like she's on the same group chat where we all talked about what time we were meeting here this morning. <laughs> Dude, you're ruining our triple dog street cred. <laughs> That's part of it is breaking into our mom's house <laughs> with permission. No, because we're See, badass, but we always have consent. Man, you guys really don't know what what getting street cred takes. And do you? you do, right? You you know all about the triple dog street. <laughs> I do, I do. I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> Jess has got quadruple dog street cred. Oh shit! <laughs> I am forty, so does it go up oh. every decade? Like. What's Granny got? What is oh, Granny? Granny's got the most street she cred. She does, but I don't know what that word nine is. Nine dogs. Every time nine. Granny leaves the house, nine dogs follow. <laughs> nine to nine. nine what is nine? Dog. What is octu- nine? Octuple street cred and or Seven. something, and then nine. Octagon. Can you even make a nine-sided shape? I'm trying to picture it. I mean, you can, but I don't and know what it is. And it just looks. It's just a, a it pointy says circle. N-A. E-N-N-E-A. N-N-E-A. N-N-E-A. And a neogon. Is there an apple part of it or an ipple? Uh, ip- <laughs> <laughs> a <Tri-tri-> neapple? <laughs> Triple and quadruple. Is there a pull? A neapple. I just said that. A neapple. We all know what that sounds like, and that makes it even better. I just looked up the prefix. It says it's a non-nipple. Not nipple. Not nipple. I like the. I like a nipple. So is it? It's like not quite. Oh, nipple. is it a nonagon or <laughs> a, 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 a nipple with the weird accent? A nipple. 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 Yeah, this is my nipple. new favorite clip on our show. <laughs> Speaking of clips, I haven't even said what we're doing for the episode today. I set you up. Oh, and so why did we take over? That's my Since monster truck. Salem voice. is out of town. We are still recording an episode, but it's not going to be a normal episode. We are finding clips from our favorite podcast episodes, favorite parts of the podcast. Of our podcast. Yes, to be clear. not just we are any not podcast. Oh, celebrating man. the brilliance of others. I in think this I podcast. missed just us. I think just I missed us. the assignment. <laughs> yes, clips from our podcast. Funny things that we have said that we just want to pat ourselves on the back for. Um, <laughs> Narcissism. Yeah, you're welcome, listeners. So, speaking of which, can I play my first clip? Yes, play your first clip because I think it's going to set us up pretty nicely. This is a clip from 
Park of 2000 Corpses. Ready? I'm very excited. I love that one. (laughs) Just to set the stage for us. We're we're very excited. If anybody wants triple dog street cred, email us with who you think said that on the podcast. Yes. Also, email us with what your favorite clips are for the next time. You two could have three dogs. (laughs) (laughs) But it depends on how old you are. If mom is ever out of town again, which I don't know if she ever will be. (laughs) I hope so. I hope mom has the opportunity to go out of town again. That's sad. I mean, that just never happens. Like, unfortunately, she never has the time. Now that she has a new job. That's true. And she goes for weekends with. Oh, that's George true. fairly frequently to the mountains wow. and stuff. And we also, you would... know, George's obsession with Uray. So I do. That's true. <laughs> um, have you been to to Uray? It's worth obsessing over. I want to. I've seen. They it. have a um a, a cruiser convention there that mm-hmm. Kyle's dad wants to take the FJ two one year. Oh, that'd we be fun. Keep talking about meeting him out here. Um, I was going to say, though, your mom should get to join us on Eclipse episode. So we shouldn't only do these when she goes out of town. The next time any one of us is out of town. That's it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of town a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We only do clip shows from now on. <laughs> we only have 30 episodes. <laughs> We're just going to keep playing more clips oh. from those same 30 episodes. And then we'll do clips from our clips episode. Oh, yeah. Because ah. yeah. Yeah. we're this already episode itself will create more clips. More clips. Right? <laughs> it's it's all never... about the clips. <laughs> Clipception. <laughs> We've been doing this wrong. The secret is in <laughs> the clips. <laughs> I swear, if this is like the most listened to episode, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that true of like sitcoms that like the, the ones? that people watched the most were always like the the, the clip episode flashback, flashback episode flashback. James was excited when I told him we were doing a clip episode <laughs> he's like oh is it gonna be the Simpsons like where you play a clip and you're like ha 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 now that was a hilarious clip that we were just <laughs> given uh, it might here's time for be. another one and like there's no new content we have some new content. Don't yeah. you have some new content? Oh, yeah. yes, I do. Oh. Before we get started with sharing our favorite clips, I do have an update. It's not very much of an update, but a small update on the West Memphis Three, which was the last story that I told on this podcast. Um, I think we just released the last episode of that. Mm-hmm. In in our real time, but there's yes. a couple in there that you all will hear before you hear this. Yes. So, so time makes no sense. Yes. Um, <laughs> Is it? keep on slipping into the future (laughs) so as of i think earlier this year maybe january of 2022 damien eccles and his lawyers have been trying to get hold of the evidence that was withheld from them um in order to exonerate the west memphis three because they're still not exonerated because they accepted an alford plea which essentially means that they were guilty while maintaining their innocence, but they're guilty in the eyes of the state of Arkansas. And so the case is technically closed and they don't have to reopen it to find who the actual killers were, but they were able to go free from prison. And so they've been still working to like exonerate themselves and actually working to find out who the actual killer or killers were. And they were kind of stonewalled in getting the, the evidence at first. And, They requested for it and weren't given it. And then they were told that it was destroyed and that all the evidence was either destroyed in a fire or lost and they wouldn't be able to use it. And recently they found out that the evidence is still there, 
they have way more evidence than they thought they did that they just have not been given over the past two decades. Wow. <laughs> and that's a huge violation. Huge violation. For them not to disclose all like of their discovery now. to yeah. the defense. Huge violation and also huge news in just getting answers. Like, not even just exonerating them, but they have DNA. They have the ligatures. Um, they have DNA from within the ligatures. They have all of this evidence that they didn't have before that they are now getting tested out of state. So there's no possibility for a conflict of interest there because the state of Arkansas is fucked up so royally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully we'll have some more news about that in the coming months, coming years. But that's very exciting news. I mean, that's kind of it. Exciting, sad, disappointing, yeah. but exciting that they're finally getting all of this shit tested. Yeah. I mean, can we really be that surprised that the state of Arkansas fucked up because they no. still have dry counties? I think any state <laughs> that still has dry counties, there's something wrong going on. You're not system, drinking enough period. alcohol to have an effective criminal justice system. Exactly. I mean, if defense attorneys aren't <clears throat> drunk all the time, then what kind of Arkansas is it? The views <laughs> of Jess are not necessarily the views <laughs> of this podcast. The podcast. They're not necessarily the views of Jess either. I just like to say <laughs> <Yeah>. controversial <laughs> weird things sometimes. Yeah, so, Can I also give an update on the West Memphis 3 podcast? Yes. Uh, my update is, if you remember, I was on the first podcast of the three, of the three of the three because there were three podcasts of the West Memphis Three. And I was on the first, and I had a real strong stance that I was going to be on the side of the detectives. And I would just like to update everyone that I have since learned more about the West Memphis Free Three, Free Three, Three. And I am no longer on the side of the detectives, as predicted by Banana when she when they were telling the podcast. I honestly... I'm glad. <laughs> So yeah, that was uh, my update. So I guess let's get into the clips. Heck yeah. I think that B Kelly should play hers again. Yeah. I think I case. should play it in between every single <laughs> time. I like that idea. <laughs> I'm very excited. And that was... On to the clip. And was that you, Hannah? Because it kind of sounds like Kelly no, a little I bit. I think Kelly. it was Kelly. No, that was you. I'm pretty sure it's you. We'll have to ask Are Sailor you really? if she's back. I think it's time. you. It's I really think it's that you. we don't even know. <laughs> oh my God. The difference between us. Going through these clips, I didn't realize how terrible my memory is. Because I genuinely do not remember recording so many of these. Same. I went through <laughs> right? and listened to like the whole like series of, of episodes again yeah. a few months ago because I was like, I don't remember any of these stories. These are I know, fascinating. Right? <laughs> there was one on there that I was like, wait, I did a story on that. And I was like, wait, what the? It was the Typhoid Mary one. Totally forgot oh, I told yeah. that story. That was a quarantine one too. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I told it. Because it was the, yeah, yeah. I, it was about the island more than Typhoid Mary that mm -hmm. was the quarantine island. But I was going through listening. I was like, holy shit, I totally forgot about this one. I was like, I don't remember half this. I'm learning stuff from myself <laughs> as I listen to this podcast. That is why technology and recording is awesome. Um, are we ready for our first clip, Belly? Yeah. So. All right. So the first clip that I picked is from way back in episode 10 uh, called ARGs so like <laughs> Tron okay so have either of you heard of ARGs 
only because you told me earlier today. <laughs> no. That doesn't count. All right. So ARGs are alternate reality games, which is an interactive networked narrative that uses the real world as a platform and employs transmedia storytelling to deliver a story that may be altered by the player's ideas or actions. So like Tron? <laughs> No. Like the movie? <laughs> yeah. Like Tron. I don't know. Tron I never saw no. What was the one? That one that was like Tron, but like was like the last player standing. Ready player, Ready Ready player, player one. one. I don't no. fucking know. No. Okay. Is it like so, that? Have no. you seen, there's a movie called The Game. No. It's a David Fincher movie. David Fincher movie. That's like the closest that movie's gotten to like an ARG. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's what you're thinking think is like called virtual reality. Okay. So they're it's different. not that. It's okay. alternate reality. Oh. So it's like a, a game where they try to make it seem like it's real life and the the audience or the people involved, the players are the ones who are like creating changes in the stories and they're solving puzzles to like progress the story and it's like a very audience-based, it's a very interactive type of experience, but the, the whole point of an ARG is to try and make it seem like it's reality, so but it's like an alternate reality. How does it work? I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, wrap my brain around it. <laughs> okay. Love that clip. I wasn't on I this still episode. Don't get it. <laughs> I was going to say, I wasn't on this episode, so I have a follow up question that has been burning in my brain. Yes. Since I listened to it that I forgot about till I heard it just now again. <laughs> like, so then. What's the difference between ARG and VR? Because they sound like the same fucking thing to me. No, okay. <laughs> okay. A fake world where the people in the but world can change the world. VR is like the technology, virtual reality. So it is like of that virtual world. ARGs are stories or like games that are played in the real world. So like one of the ones that I used in there was um, I I Love Bees, which was a Halo 2 marketing campaign. And it was a real life website that they were, that people were like given ways to access and play a game with like puzzles and everything to get access to it in order to uncover this story. But it like happens in the real world and has real life consequences. So it's Co- a, quote unquote consequences, like not bad. You don't but. know that it's real, real or not. Like you're yeah, like a oh. lot. A lot of the more modern ones, especially like you don't know if they're real or not. There's one. There's a YouTube ARG called Ash Vlogs that was really popular a few years ago, and it was like presented as this real. Australian woman who was vlogging and then something bad happened to her and then all of a sudden she was like hacked and all of these weird videos were coming up and people were having to decipher and decode all of these weird videos because people are doing activities yeah, like, like part real of the game, life people are but it's decoding it in order to unlock more yeah, of presented the presented is like to actually help like find or save this girl or whatever yeah, yeah. so it's dumb. like it's it's like a mystery box but, but like, bigger on the internet. It's like a larger mystery <laughs> okay, box, like at least but, a refrigerator box size. Like, I guess the thing is, is like mystery boxes we know are fake. So this is yeah. like, well, and most of the time, you know, it's fake. But I feel like with the the 
more prevalent social media. Like there are a lot on Twitter, a lot on YouTube, a lot on TikTok that have kind of blurred the lines of like, is it reality? Is it an ARG? I feel like previous ARGs, it was easier to tell that they were fake and like that you were just playing a game. Whereas now it's like presented as fact until finally someone is like, oh, it was an ARG. And it that, involves the interaction between yeah, people. Yeah, that's what distinguishes so like it, an ARG from, from an like ARN, a, which is an alternate reality narrative. Oh, we don't need another one. We're already confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think I get it now. I just think, like, that's fucked up and mean to make people think it's real. <laughs> like, I want to know it's, I'm playing a game. Like, if I want to do and solve real things and find people, then I'll find real things that people like. I think you'll, it, you'll really solve mysteries <laughs> and find missing people and save them from murder. How do you know I don't I already? Think it's yes, Kelly. It's you gaslighting. Go. It kind of is yes, in the beginning. Know, right? <laughs> it's fucked up. I'm so gonna, this okay. Next clip. This next clip is from episode twenty-two from Chowchilla to Disneyland. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. It's so good. It's so funny. It's a great story. Hey, Siri. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you should set your, your in advance. Hey, Siri. <laughs> and then if anyone else tries to do it, they not only have to imitate your voice, they have to imitate you, you doing imitate. that voice. Yeah. That's funny. I love that voice. That's a fun voice. <laughs> hey, Siri. <laughs> It's so breathy. Because <laughs> that's how you yeah, yell. It's like right? an old man voice. Hey, <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Sorry. Hey, Salem. jeez. <laughs> uh, In Lark, we used, to, we used to sit around and lower our larynx, but sing really high notes. <laughs> How do you do that? how I unlocked James's phone because I imitated his voice. <laughs> that, I, you always have the funniest voices, which I assume was why I was assumed that other one was you too. I really think that the one that you showed is you. Though. Yeah. But recently you were doing that other really funny, oh, it was the laugh, the other funny laugh on a podcast recently. I don't remember, remember that. Oh my God, it was like the... <laughs> 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 that's not a laugh that's a man dying of cancer oh, we of decided cancer. we're gonna repeat this even though it's gonna be on another episode but we decided that we need to go to like a comedy club and have to do that with like no one else is laughing <laughs> um, oh no um is it my turn to do a clip yeah. Unless we have more to talk about your weird voice. <laughs> no, that was it. it made me, I do I do want to say that instead of doing that old man voice, because I used to do that all the time, uh, my new thing to do is um, 
there's this TikTok where someone goes, you like the bread, little birdie? (laughs) (laughs) So I do that all the time now. Okay, you like the bread, little buddy? Is that what the words were? the bread, little birdie? I heard booby. I heard booby, but I was reading the title of the next episode that has uh, booby in it. (laughs) Well, there is a booby that's a bird, so there you go. That's true. Wow. There's more than one. There's a blue-footed, and then there's some other kind of booby. Wow. Some other kind of booby is my band name. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Okay. Can I be in your band? (laughs) Um, So I actually have two clips from this episode, and it is two good to not include both clips. So maybe I'll do the second one after the break, because I think it'll be funny. This is, I think, one of our better episodes. It's really good. It's a Subi Booby Valentine. Jess told the story, um, which was a collection of stories about Valentine's Day. And then all of our favorite, I think, Valentine's Day story is this one. That's such a good name. Yeah. Mom does a good name. Yeah, a good time. Yeah. A good job. <laughs> really help. Good a good job naming these. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Disney totally. Totally. <laughs> so in the Victorian era, vinegar valentines were sent to enemies, unwanted suitors, or just someone you didn't like. They could be kind of lighthearted with a teasing message, all the way to downright cruel and aggressive. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, They often had drawings on them that characterized stereotypes or the physical attributes of the receiver. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I can see why you would like these, Jess. I know, right? <laughs> they often caused fistfights, court cases, oh my God. suicides, oh and my God. murder attempts. That's horrible. Oh, no. People killed themselves. I was going to say bring that back, but maybe not. <laughs> um, according to one actual published newspaper story, in 1885, a man shot his estranged wife after she sent him a vinegar valentine. Oh, no. It's not the best relationship there. No. Hashtag relationship right. non-goals. Um, <laughs> and some were so vulgar that postmasters would confiscate them and refuse to deliver them. Oh my god. I know, right? So you can see a lot of vinegar valentines online, but I have a couple of my favorites. A lot of them were actually addressed to suffragettes so they would be sent to suffragettes by people who opposed the suffragette movement and thought that the modern woman was like a bane of the existence of society and our morals and our values and they would send ones that like I saw ones that said to the suffragette and like to the modern woman and they were very (laughs) very disparaging and awful but a couple of my favorites so there's one that has a picture of a woman handing a very large lemon to a man, and it says, "'Tis a lemon that I hand you and bid you now skidoo." (laughs) (laughs) Because I love another, there is no chance for you. (laughs) That's great. Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) I just like that. The word skidoo. Skidoo. And did you now skidoo? I want to like print those out so that every time a dude at a bar hits on me, <laughs> I can just like hand him a vinegar valentine. Um, <laughs> skidoo, sir. You can find a lot online. <laughs> skidoo, kind sir. Um, 
another one I want to share is pretty funny. So it, the picture depicts a woman leaning over a fence and throwing a bucket of water into a man's face who appears that he has no idea what is happening and his top hat is flying off. <laughs> then it says, here's a pretty cool reception. At least you'll say there's no deception. It says as plain as it can say, old fellow, you'd best stop away. <laughs> I like That's that a good one, one for well. a bar. That's yeah. a good one for a bar. <laughs> And then so, I throw my drink in his face. Yes, <laughs> right? You yes. tie it. Instead of the bucket of water. Right? Yes. <laughs> Burning so, vodka instead. <laughs> so those are funny, but there are a ton out there that you can find. Skidoo. That was a little bit of a longer one, but I thought the setup and was worth it. Yeah, I, I played a, good a longer clip. one too. It's okay. That was um, when I was at the gym the other night trying to find <laughs> my... Um, my clips. I was like, well, if I'm laughing visibly on the treadmill <laughs> and embarrassing myself at Skidoo, I, I should probably Skidoo. pick this one. <laughs> you best stop away. I know. And the, like the thing that got me about that one when I was picking it was the stop away. Like, you know, not stay away, but you stop, stop away. away. That's funny. Um, I just realized I don't think I made this connection when I did that story, but vinegar valentines were like the late 1800s version of cyberbullying. Yeah, I was thinking about that when yeah. I decided to do this because like we're all like sitting here laughing about them and then they're like, and they would kill, kill themselves, themselves and we're all like, that's true. Oh, oh shit, wait a second. Like this <laughs> right? is bullying. Like this is straight up bullying. Right? But the examples are still funny if shared in the right context. Don't be a fucking bully. <laughs> <laughs> don't start right. sending these things to people just because you hate them oh I, I don't i even i think if you sent that to someone it wouldn't be considered bullying today well i just think our bullies are much harsher today yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's like wait what right. you bid me skidoo no oh. bullies today are like go fucking kill yourself yeah, right <laughs> exactly that's the difference so people were a little more sensitive back then if, if they were but I mean, we all have our lives. I mean, we all have things that upset us. There were some pretty mean ones out there. You should look them up. There okay. are some things that. Well, then our official stance is that vinegar valentines are cool if you don't do the really mean ones and you don't bully people. If you just do the skidoo one and the stop away one, I'd rather <laughs> have a vinegar valentine words. than a breakup text. That's real. That's, at least yeah. that's a little more creative. Uh, yeah, I mean that would at least be funny. Like I at mean, least I've, give me a I've chuckle. I've had several breakup texts, unfortunately, Aww. been the recipient. People not anymore. No, not anymore. I mean, what last night Kyle, maybe. Online what if dating. Kyle divorces you through over text? a breakup? I get a text right now. He's like, "Hey, babe, I think that we should." I don't go have, our separate ways. I want to see other people. You should probably see your boss today. <laughs> Should we All do right. one more so break? Any, anything you want to talk about or on that or just play in it because it's hilarious and a really, talk about it. really awesomely told story. We did. I, I already said that it was <laughs> one of our better episodes <laughs> and it was a great story. And I also already talked about this and said, don't be a bully, but Vinegar Valentines are funny. I was just like, I, so I think we're done. I was just being silly. So I know. like, don't be a bully. Oh, is that bullying? One thing yeah. I you can't just call anything bullying and <laughs> gaslighting. I've been over this. One other thing I did want to say is the funny thing about those vinegar valentines is that like they were sold in stores. It's not like people were hand making these. They were going out and buying them oh, <laughs> to so give to people. That's about the same as a breakup text. <laughs> kind of. At least you spent money on it. Right. I mean, it's it was like 
the version of Valentine's only negative. Like they could go buy them though from stores. One time I went to an anti-Valentine's Day warehouse party. I was instructed only to wear black and bring weed. <laughs> yeah, but it was, there was <laughs> That's like, the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. How did you not like, get murdered? <laughs> right? Like I guess wear the, black and bring drugs. <laughs> I know, right? Like I get the black part, but you add in the and bring weed. I know it's only weed. I guess I should think though. Would we have thought the same thing if they said and bring beer? Like would we be yeah, freaking that's out? That's fair. That's fair. I think either way, it's weird. All right, I've got a little short one. Yeah. If we want to do that before yeah, let's break, do it. yeah, and then do the rest when we come back. All right. So this is an old one, but one of my favorite things that has ever been said on the podcast. <laughs> It's from episode four, Scurvy Geist, trademark, which is a very good episode that I just re-listened to, and I forgot <laughs> how funny it is. <laughs> you get, like, full-size Colonel Sanders statues? Well, I don't know. Could you get, can you one. get mini ones, even? <gasps> like, well, yeah, you could, they have, like, pop figures, and they have, like, uh, little bobbleheads and stuff. But you know how they have, like, I giant Santa Claus? Like, statue animatronic Santa oh Clauses? Animatronic. <laughs> Animatronic. Animatronic. I want an animatronic. I want an animatronic. Sanders. I love Colonel Sanders. Let's all go home I and play the Colonel KFC. Sanders dating oh, game. Yeah. Get some chicken. I know. I want chicken now. Let's go get Popeyes. Yeah. Fuck you, KFC. <laughs> <laughs> I like KFC's potatoes better. Yeah, you yeah. gotta pick and oh, choose I like from all of them. Popeyes gravy, though. See, I don't like their gravy because it's like, I don't know, it's weird. I And it has chunks of things in it. I like it. like the Popeyes chicken, the... KFC, KFC taters, taters. Uh, the church's um, biscuits. I've never eaten at churches. You, you have, have to like Voltron yourself a chicken meal from like all the from best all bits <laughs> of every restaurant. I forgot about the Voltron. Voltron yourself a chicken oh. meal. Voltron yourself a chicken <laughs> meal. I tried to like get mom to make merch of it. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's it hilarious. I'm just imagining a, a chicken meal Voltron, like fighting a rival chicken meal Voltron from other restaurants, and who's the best? Oh, I love it. That's your partner. Oh, yeah. Aww. All right. Well, should we take, should a, we break? take a break? Yeah. Maybe we should go figure out how to oh. Voltron ourselves some lunch so we can order it and then eat it in between. Like a brilliant idea. Let's go. <laughs> We're gonna it. Voltron ourselves a chicken meal. Does it have to be? You're vegetarian. <laughs> a chicken substitute. I had to be the fish. I also don't slut shame. I know. I still don't like just it. calling her a slut. I just think that that's, I had to be the fish. That's that's shaming. Endearingly. I had to crush up all the flakes for that baby. What a baby. And then I had to make sure that the flakes were small enough, and I don't know if they were because he kept spitting them out. <laughs> oh no, poor baby. Poor baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Hope you don't kill the baby. I think he'll be okay. There were a lot of flakes in there left over, so I think he'll be fine. All right, are we ready to get started? All right. All right. We are back from our break. We're back. We are going to start with a clip from Kelly. Yeah. Okay, to set this up, um, we are talking about cats and the way that the Egyptian culture really revered cats and... um, I don't know. That's it. Revered cats, I guess. I don't know. I have another way to say that. What episode is it from? Oh, this is from Cats and Magic and Halloween. So we're talking about Egyptian culture and cats and shit like that. And so they, because they revered cats so much, they even believed that cat souls would experience the same afterlife as human souls. 
if you watch the Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser, the cats are... I don't know how accurate this is in Egyptian mythology, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I don't know. The mummy is a pretty good get movie. A lot right. <laughs> All right, that's fair. It's pretty good. Uh, they say that the cats are the like guard keepers between the underworld and the physical reality, and so that's why Emotep is so afraid of the cats mm-hmm. because he was dead and a mummy. <laughs> that movie got a lot right, especially when the mummy turned into a giant sand tornado. Like. <laughs> Super, super, That's like, you know, <laughs> realistic. Super factual, super historical. I, I watched, yeah. Cite it in your dissertation, you know, please. I'm going to fight you, physically fight you. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, someone's got a dissertation on Egyptian history. Like, according to like, The Mummy, mummy with Brendan Fraser, produced in. <laughs> I watched, they would fail their dissertation and not get a doctor. I watched video of this person watching The Mummy with an actual Egyptologist, and she's like, you know, I'm surprised at how much that they got correct. No, There's a lot that they that. made There's up. There's a lot but... that they didn't, for sure. But like, <laughs> it's but a good flick, They got though. a lot right. <laughs> it's a good flick, though, for sure. But so the Egyptians were... Poss- they studied them. Listen, I love the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. That's what I literally just said. I said it's, a good, it's a good flick. So... I, feel, I think I also said so, because we say so all the damn time. All the time. That's something that I really realized going through all of these, how what, often yeah. we say so. We all do it. it yeah. Uh, and I said months and like years ago, it's like people could play a drinking game to how often I say so in my stories. <laughs> and I think it's all of us. So if you would like to play the effed up family story time drinking oh, game. You would die. Drink responsibly. <laughs> the video I was referring to is by Rachel Matsky, I think. She sat down with an Egyptologist because she also loves the mummy as much as I do. <laughs> it is a really good movie and parts of it are not true in case you were wondering. Yes. And parts of it <laughs> are, are very somewhat funny. True. And also it's it's just fun. And it's got Brendan Fraser. And Brendan Fraser is a treasure. An yeah, absolute I would treasure. Die for him, yes. I know. It's so sad everything that happened to him. We love you, Brendan. But the whole internet came and world like came up behind him. And they was did. Like, yeah. They did. We love Brendan. Fraser. I don't know of a single person who doesn't like Brendan. I mean, Fraser. So, uh, I think sorry. he's doing all right. Let's go all the way back to Encino Man. I mean, that was a good looking Brendan Fraser. Not that he is not very good looking right now. But I remember uh-huh. an Airheads Brendan Fraser. Oh yeah, oh. with the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, prettier than my hair. Yeah. The l- luscious locks that you like throw over his shoulder. I, I know, right? That one was a that one was a good flick because it had Steve Buscemi in it too. Oh, I love Steve Buscemi. I know. Also, a good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> beauty, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, y'all. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Steve Buscemi. I <laughs> didn't mean it. You are a beautiful man, Steve Buscemi. Please don't stop, Steve Buscemi. Please don't stop. I would look- also. Please don't stop listening to our podcast, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, please, please start listening one to of our, our podcast. Two <laughs> please start listening. You know what, though? We, if we had zero, I guess I should say, if we had one listener and that one listener was Steve Buscemi, success. I, I know. I'm right. happy. No offense to all you other one listener out but there. But you're no Steve Buscemi. I mean, right? <laughs> so this next clip is from episode 31, Dollception. Um, which is one that Bell and I's friend Ryan was on. And this just made me laugh really hard at how stupid I am. Robert Jean Otto's, it was his that he outgrew. So he's oh. wearing the kid's clothes. Ew. The dead yeah. kid now. I mean, I assume the kid's <laughs> well, dead now. Yeah, yeah. Dead yeah, kid's now. clothes. <laughs> Wait, isn't 
Dick, short for Robert? No. Or no. Short for That's Richard. 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 Damn. You're right. I wanted to call him Dick the Doll. <laughs> Isn't Joe short for Stanley? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just saying, if my name was Richard, I would be going by Charty. <laughs> I think that's way cooler Char- than Dick. Chard. Great. Well, I mean, to that point, where how do they get Dick out of Richard? Why isn't it? You ask him nicely. It is a good Dude. point, though, because we're all like saying how silly that Dick yeah. would be short for Robert. But, but how is it short for Richard? <laughs> but you would think that I would know this because James's middle name is Richard. So he's James So I Dick. already know. And I make the joke all the time. I call him James Dick. You and just forgot I just own. forgot. I was stupid. <laughs> we all are stupid sometimes. Okay. All right. Uh, so this next clip, um, I actually... I listened to it while I was driving in the car. I was not on this episode, and I literally was yelling at my radio. I was so (laughs) incensed. So I would like to play this clip, and then I would like to have a conversation, mostly just me talking where I share my thoughts on this (laughs) clip, and then we can have a conversation with everyone. Wow, I sound awful, but we're we're going with it. What episode is it from? This, thank you, Hannah. This is from Derek killed the podcast when Derek was on the episode. Also, I do feel like I need to preface this episode by saying, or this clip by saying Mm -hmm. that Jessica was really on some strong (gasps) painkillers. Oh, is this Uh, the one? So she is not responsible for any stupidity in this. They were not recreational, just so everybody knows. I broke my arm like the day before. So she was on painkillers. I will so, also preface, I was not on this and episode. And Hannah was not. And I so believe... So any stupidity is not my fault. I believe so, if Hannah or I were there, we would have corrected. So is <laughs> so people. you're saying it's Derek Bell and Salem's fault? Yes. I'm I'm trying to give you a little, little credit here. I don't know if I would fully excuse you from it, but... Oh, well, I wasn't saying that to excuse me. I was just going off of yeah. your words. Like... Painkillers or not, I say stupid things because I think it's funny. Okay. Whether <laughs> well, I believe it or not, who knows? They're just even funnier when she's on painkillers. They're just even funnier. And no one is really stupid, and I love everyone, and I just want to play this clip. Yeah. Well, um, on April 13th of 2015, Jody was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. The lone juror who spared her life, known commonly as just juror number 17 <laughs> received death threats oh my god needed a posted police force to watch her house for trespassers due to her personal info address social medias all being leaked online that's so funny yeah. <laughs> and juror 17 went trending on twitter for weeks at wow time. that is so messed up people are entitled to their own beliefs and yeah. opinions and, and there I- are Lots of people who do not believe in the death penalty. Not me. And that's fine. You know, that's why we vote. Remember we were like talking I about say, that before? That's why we vote. So we yeah. can just vote like, and get over it and not hate each other. Do we want to pay for them to eat in prison if they're fucking suffering? The moment you die, the suffering's gone. I want to know why <laughs> I she want was Jody leaked. Arias to suffer for the rest of her life. <laughs> so, and I would put my life on the line love, if that's what it took. But I mean, I want to <laughs> know why she was leaked as the one who didn't vote for the death penalty. That's supposed to be, like, anonymous, anonymous right? Yeah, so info... That had to have been somebody... No, in like the, the entire yeah, the entire jury that was just like pissed that was, they didn't agree or something. Yeah, no, she. I guess they were saying that she was just kind of flippant and stubborn from the start. Yeah, and was uh, already decided coming into it 
But then at the same time, it's like it, it's still a jury. Yeah, you, know? you like, still, have, still to... have to remain anonymous. Right, yeah. then... And she can be already decided because if her beliefs do not align with the death penalty, of course she's going to be she's... pre-decided before yeah. she even goes into it. Whether you agree with her opinion or not, you still have an obligation to uphold the law. Well, yeah, which she is still that has you... the right to her voice. Yeah. Like, that's the whole yeah. reason when and they bring safety. people on to a jury is to weigh in with the people. And if that's what she, as part of the people, believes, that's her right as an American mm-hmm. to believe that way. Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. you agree or not. Like, yeah, exactly. And at this point, like, she's already guilty. She's already being charged with, at the very most, minimum. Okay, so that wasn't very funny, and I'm sorry if I'm bringing this whole podcast down a little bit. <laughs> Couple things need to be said. That was about the Jody Arias Arias uh, trial. She had been uh, uh, convicted of guilt, um, and then the jury was hung eleven to one uh, on the death penalty. <laughs> Obviously, no one deserves to receive death threats. And so that's not okay. That's one hundred percent not okay. However, the idea that she um, can have that opinion and have that mind already made up and go into the jury room is something that is not really how the justice system is supposed to work. So if an individual already has their mind made up that they do not agree with the death penalty, then they are supposed to be removed from selection of jury. So, well, but that's not on them either, though. No, it's not. But listen, there's a few different things I'm going to talk about. So Sounds first like of all, a failure of the system. Possibly. So the death qualification means that jury selection in, I'm reading from a website, capitalpunishmentincontext.org, if you want to go there. Jury selection in death penalty cases poses serious problems. Hold on. I'm skipping. During the voir dire... That's the part where they select jurors. Jurors in capital cases are questioned about their views regarding capital punishment in order to discover whether they will be able to follow the law in deciding what sentence to impose. In order to be death qualified to serve on a capital jury, a person must be willing to consider all of the sentencing's options, usually death and life imprisonment without parole. If their opinions would prevent them from considering any of the sentencing's options, I can't say sentencing. I keep adding an S like in letter, Kenny. <laughs> the sentencing's options, then they are not death qualified and are stricken from serving on the jury. So to Bell's point, the the judge should have stricken the this juror. Um, there is no limit on the number of juries you can strike uh, because they are they are their opinions would prevent them from being able to consider all options. So that's round one. You're right. That's on the judge, not on her. However, once you go into a jury room, you are given instructions on how you are supposed to um, take the information. And it is not about what you think. It is always about what you what the law is, and you are there to interpret if the prosecution met their burden of proof as it aligns with the law. So, for example, in death penalty cases, they are tasked with um, what are the two words? It's mitigation and ag- aggravation. Is that are those the two things, Hannah Banana? Sounds right. Um. Yes. So they are supposed to weigh the aggravating circumstances. Um, Aggravating factors are the circumstances that increase the defendant's culpability and could lead to an enhanced maximum sentence with mitigating factors that are those extenuating circumstances that might lead to a reduced sentence. So what the job of the jury is is to go into that room and weigh aggravating circumstances against mitigating circumstances to determine if there is... Um, there has to be an aggravating circumstance uh, in order for it to be a death penalty case. Um, so they have to weigh things like prior convictions and they have to weigh things like other th- circumstances that might be going on and like all of these things to determine 
if there should be a death penalty case. But your opinions on whether or not you believe in death penalty are not supposed to be a part of that. It's just supposed to be on the instructions from the judge on the aggravating and mitigating circumstances. But if that's something that you morally are against for whatever your reason, then you shouldn't be, be on that jury in the first place. You shouldn't be on you that jury on in the, the first place, but you also shouldn't be expected to put your moral standings aside to vote in whatever law you, you might not agree with. You can with. excuse yourself from a jury yeah. if you believe no, that you I have that. biases that will prevent you from you, seeing the law. You can try to excuse yourself from a jury, but it's all about whether the judge and the attorneys believe that you're giving a viable reason rather and than just trying to make position. an excuse. Yeah. And... Uh, being on a jury, they throw all this legal jargon at you, pages and pages of the ins and outs of the law that they're asking lay people to understand. Now, I get it. I get what you're saying, Kelly, 100%. Like, we should all be unbiased. But I think that's the inherent flaw in our justice system is that no matter how much you screen things, people are going to still be biased when they well, go into that room. And that's the other thing that I was going to say is that like there are definite issues to this being a part of the process. The primary issue is that there is no real scale that we are given on how to weigh mitigating and aggravating circumstances. So what does that really mean? The second real issue is something that I forgot. Oh, yes. So if they're going, <laughs> if they're going through the process of um, removing jurors from the selection pool, um, there are some issue, issues there with like the types of jurors that are more likely to agree with the death penalty might also be more likely to convict in the first place. So just by removing people who don't agree with the death penalty, you are potentially changing your jury pool. So like, I agree that there are issues with this, but I also think that when I was on a jury, um, I took the system, like I took it seriously. And I think that you do have a responsibility as a juror to go into that room and say, this isn't about what I think. This is about the law. And the only way the law works, and it doesn't really work very well, but the only way it works is if we all say we are following the law not just what I think. And if you don't think you can do that, then you say, I don't think I can do that. And if they don't excuse you, then you have a mistrial, which is what happened. And then that reflects poorly on the judge for not excusing that yeah. person, not on you. And you don't deserve death threats. But if you if you take your job seriously as a juror, then then you wouldn't be in that situation. But so from my experience being on a jury, I think that we don't know what went on in that room. And she could have thought she was following the rules. Everything is so vague. Everything about what beyond a reasonable doubt is so vague, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's open to interpretation. So we're putting this idea out that she interpreted it the way that the law wants her to and didn't take it seriously. Um, I, well, I'm just saying I understand why the other jurors would be mad when you go into it. Not that they should have ever done anything and and like leaked any information, but you go into a space and you're like, no, you are not understanding the law. Well, I'm you just are not going doing this into any jury with your mind made up is goes entirely against, against the, the idea I mean, of a jury in the first place. And that's how we get black people convicted. Exactly. Just because you've already decided yeah. that he doesn't that's feel how right. Central Park Five got yes. arrested. That's how West Memphis Three got wrongfully convicted. Like it's a problem. And in this case. Like Jody Arias was guilty regardless, yeah, but sure. in a lot of cases, like that kind of mentality of going in with your mind made up 
having this bias, not being excused, not being able to be excused, like that is what gets not guilty but, people. But convicted. where does the line get drawn between having your mind made up, quote unquote, and having a set of moral boundaries that you're not willing to cross? Well, I mean, like Derek like, said, where is the difference? Her I coming mean, especially in with if the you're flippant attitude. About, well, yeah, there's that. But I mean, if you're just thinking about whether or not you believe in the death penalty. You know, like, yeah. does that constitute having your mind made up before you go on the jury? Like, and you where do made you sure. draw that line? And, and you if you are trying to make sure that it's unbiased and, like, following the processes, but you're not able to get convicted of the trial or whatever, or, like, off the, the jury. Get off the jury. And that is where it's not entirely her fault. She should yes. have made it very clear this was her stance. She should have, the judge should have removed her. If she and then when she went into the room, she should have tried to be open minded and ultimately come to the decision that she came to not be flippant. And then we'd be where we are. And it's fine. And I'm not trying to judge anyone harshly. I just wanted to share a little clarification on the system and why it may not be as clear cut as you can just have whatever opinion you want, because that's not the way the system is supposed to work. She was found guilty. Who really cares if she spends if she life in, in prison, prison for life or if she dies? Or if she dies. Yeah. And that's like, something you guys came to that conclusion. And that makes perfect sense. But I yeah. think we should have a I think, funny. Let's go on to the happy clip. I think this was a good discussion, Kelly. Thank you for playing I do think clip. it was a good discussion. No, it was a good discussion. I really like it. Was it was enlightening. I learned it added something some, today. Well, and it added some meat to our silly clips episode. Um, this next clip that I have isn't really silly either. But... Um, <laughs> It's it's spooky. It's a spooky clip. It's one of my favorite things that ever happened on the podcast. This is also from episode 21, The Park of 2000 Corpses. I don't know. Well, You'll and have to, to be the judge. Before you push play, so it was grandpa dad our dad standing mm-hmm. a few feet away sitting or sitting on a bench. The two of us underneath a tree, some cars on a nearby street, and no one else was around. There was no, no. other humans. No other humans around. Okay. If we do, we can just get up and abandon this whole endeavor because that's not fun. Cars are awfully close. But if you think about all the bodies underneath you right now, all those cars weren't there when the bodies. All right. Do you hear it? Do you hear? I heard a second one. I didn't hear the first time. Think about all the bodies underneath you right now. All those cars weren't there when the bodies. Okay, so I don't know if you can hear it. Yeah, can you hear it? Ah! Every single time, and I also every time I hear that clip, I think about how, just like. Is it a coincidence that the moment Kelly was like thinking about all the bodies under here, (laughs) hear that creepy unexplained moan? Never heard a car make that noise. (laughs) Anyway, that's we got true evidence (laughs) right there on this podcast. Evidence of noises at a park. Hell yeah! Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I had to include that clip because like I remember sitting here because I was going to go with you, but I was out of town because I was your second for that show and then you had mom your second instead. Um, But I remember sitting here and like hearing the clip played like as we were recording it and it was just like instantly like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I had to include that one. I want us to do more like investigative. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Adventure (laughs) podcast. I looked up 
uh, buying rooms at the Stanley Hotel oh, or like so renting. Expensive. And I was like, oh, that's a lot more money. <laughs> so if any of our listeners want to donate to us having an investigative night at the Stanley Hotel that we would then record and report on, um, I can start. I'll, I'll link my Venmo. <laughs> so this is a clip from... I'm going back to a Subi Booby Valentine. It really is a good episode, y'all. You're <laughs> welcome. Um, so this is a clip where Salem is telling was telling us about an episode of Sherlock where there are like two um, pills that mm. are both like poison. I remember that episode. And she says like it made me think of Princess Bride. And oh. then this happened. It's amazing. <laughs> I it agree. was funny. I have built up an immunity to iocane powder. <laughs> You think that I'll think that you put the poison in the glass in front of you because I'll think that you put the poison in the glass in front of me. So So therefore, the poison is clearly in the glass glass in front of you. But then you, the great fool, would reach for what he was given. I am not a great fool. Never go against a Sicilian. Yeah. (laughs) When When death is on the line. <laughs> all of us all at once fucking quoting the princess bride I mean, to, all be, different, to be fair all different lines of the same scene at once like every line of the same scene <laughs> to be fair um some knew the actual words better than others like some people were just like um the way your mom suddenly started talking in an accent like he doesn't have a british accent that's true like that's so, true so some were a little more accurate but we were all just all of a sudden like the sicilian and iocane powder and it was and we all just like nerded out for like a solid oh, 30 I seconds that. and it makes me happy oh that was good Does that wrap it up is I think it, that's it. Is I it think time, it's time for things that don't stop? I mean, I just want to say that I think all of our oh. Vicini impressions were spot on. Spot on. Except for mom's. Spot on. <laughs> Except for mom's Except weird Except for mom's. mom's weird British. <laughs> don't know why she had an accent all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who wants to go first for things, things that, that don't, don't suck? suck. Uh, my thing that doesn't suck is sports. I think <laughs> that sports. sports are fun. And I mean, if you really don't enjoy sports, that's cool. If you're like disdainful about sports, like why would anyone like sports? Oh, the sports ball. <laughs> I did look a little bit at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a like, rebuttal for this, but like, tell me the rest. But, so I think that it doesn't matter what your sport is, but having something that brings you together with other people, camaraderie, delicious snacks. I mean, there's often so many good snacks. delicious snacks at involved. the ballpark, at the the party, at yeah. so many snacks. All the places there are snacks and drinks as well. So, so many like drinks. camaraderie and snacks and yelling. Nobody will get mad at you for yelling. yelling. That's I mean, true. those three things make sports pretty cool. I think my favorite thing about sports is that I've spent my whole life being told that I'm yelling, but when I go to a sporting game, ah, nobody gives a fuck. I'm just yelling. My thing that doesn't suck. Our cold sandwiches are getting warm. My thing that doesn't suck is that James just texted me and told me he bought me a little present. Oh, what is it? It's a tiny little Raymond from Animal oh, Crossing. Oh, cute. I have Raymond oh, on my, my island. God. I'm never going to let him go. I did. I randomly was like, just like, I needed a new villager because I had an opening and I hopped to an island. I usually just grab the first little person that I see. You know, I'm like, come live with me. And I go to the island, first island I go to, it's fucking Raymond. How dare you? And I was like, I'm never going to let him go. And maybe one day when I'm short on rent, I can sell him on Reddit for a couple hundred. (laughs) Well, that's my thing that doesn't suck. I have a very kind and compassionate partner. That's my thing that doesn't suck. 
Y'all are nerds together. And Who's it's next? Cute. <laughs> I can go next. My thing that doesn't suck is my sweet baby Pierre. Um, he the other night um, he's been like aggressively asking me for cuddles not like aggressive Aww. like mean but like aggressive and like persistent I was like folding laundry and this is like the cat that when we adopted like if you looked at him the wrong way would like hide under the bed um, I'm folding laundry and like folding a pair of pants I finish folding the pants he just like hops right over and sits right down on top of the pants and I had to, he hates being picked up. The last time I had to pick him up to put him in the carrier to take him to the vet, he almost broke my thumb because he body slammed <laughs> oh my into God. the back of my thumb. It like bit all the way back to my forearm. I had to wear a brace for a couple of days. It was a mess. The cat's a monster. But that. he wanted to cuddle so bad and I didn't want him to get hair all over the pants. I picked him up in my arms Aww. and I moved the pants and then he just let me hold him. Aww. And I, I get a little upset because... um. He's been, like, guarding me from Ollie, and so I can't ever pet Ollie anymore, but I do love that I can pet Pierre. Anyway. Sweet Pierre. Sweet Pierre is my thing that doesn't suck. Someday my kitty will not be as neurotic. Someday. It only took Pear five and a half years to sit in my lap. (laughs) All right, Jess, what's your thing that doesn't suck? I mean, I got a lot going on right now, so sometimes it's hard. Poor Evie. I get that. Poor Evie's having a lot of stomach issues and not feeling great and missing a lot of school. So I guess the thing that doesn't suck suck so far is that her homeroom is what we would have called it, Kelly, when we... I don't know what you guys would have called it. I called it homeroom. I called it crew. Yeah, it's crew now. Oh, yeah, it was crew. Yeah, Mesa, it was crew. So her crew teacher... The thing that doesn't suck is that her crew teacher is, like, super supportive been really worried about all the school that she has missed and like waiting for like the truant officer truancy officers to show up at my house they fucking i'm sorry to derail for a second but i missed so much school when i was younger because i have an autoimmune disorder surprised that i missed so much school um but they used to send mom emails and well, you, letters we would get letters yeah about I how if i didn't go to school I, she would go to court mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but I mean, but the thing that doesn't suck is that her crew teacher is super supportive and totally on board. And she's like, oh no, she's not even on her radar. She's like, I would have to submit her name to, you know, the director of the school and all that. And she's like, and I haven't done that. So she, so that's the thing that doesn't suck is her teacher's actually supportive and believes that Evie is sick and isn't just assuming we're full of shit and scam, trying to scam the system. So there you it's go. Like, Good. I just don't understand. Like, who would do that unless they had to? You know, like whether it was like to have your kids stay home because you're too poor to, you know, afford childcare or whatever. Like, who would like keep their kid home? Like, if your kid's ditching or whatever and you don't know about it, like a phone call, that's cool. But like, sadly, I don't know, though, Belly, a lot, <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, and that and that's what makes it hard with all of our systems is that they have to be in place because there's a lot of people who are not prioritizing the educational needs or health needs or mental health needs or any of that uh. of their child. And then there are those of us who are who get caught up in systems like that. Yeah, yeah. but that's what's really crummy about it. That's good though that at least <clears throat> yeah yeah least good people. Good. We should say that one thing that doesn't suck. Is teachers right now in this oh, yeah, I know. Guys. Oh my gosh. It's like teachers, teachers, teachers right, now right now have like the hardest job. And also, I would argue the therapists. Yes. Oh, Good totally. for them. 
But therapists aren't getting shit on by the entire yeah. world no, right now. No, no, no. But I also, I wonder, I was but telling yeah. Kyle the other day, I was like, it takes a certain kind of empathetic person to be a therapist in the mm-hmm. first place. And I can't even imagine the kind of bullshit that yeah. they're going through right now, having to well, take on every other the person's problems. The world is rough, problems, y'all. And well, it's and every person's in therapy. <laughs> Well, and I think about this, like, imagine being the person who has to listen to my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And be supportive and... But then also, like, amplify that times however many fucking exactly. clients they have. Yeah, You exactly. probably all have very similar stories, like... Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, my, my last text from my therapist was a heart. You see it? Aww. I love my therapist. I have a new therapist. I have an appointment scheduled. I couldn't get in until March 24th. Yay, I hope, I hope that you're, you have a good one. Because it's hard. You gotta find the right one. Yeah. But you find the right one, and I'm like, I love her. I, um, and then you change insurances, and you're so like, oh my god, hard. she's not on my insurance anymore yeah that's hard but there are other good ones out there i know i gotta find a new one kaiser sucks and i know that their mental health they've done a lot to work on it yeah they're getting better uh i had to make an appointment through kaiser because the program that starbucks uses i've emailed so many therapists and nobody has even had the time to email me back Well, overworked, kind of like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. but and we're I'm happy not, they like, exist. Yeah. yeah, we're happy. Therapists exist. We're happy. Teachers half. exist. We support we're happy all that of you. Teachers. Sandwich shops exist. Yeah, happy. I'm hungry. Bye. Tip, tip your service workers. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your bartenders and your I'll baristas say, and your bud tenders I'll say and, what your mom and your servers. Lock your doors. Don't Lock your doors. It. Doesn't be as prevent. I was gonna say, don't say the other part. Just like genuinely lock your doors. Yeah, prevent. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs>